On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Sunday, February 27th, Ian Cameron and our guy from Latvia, Vito, Renus Vitalins, joining us on this Sunday edition of the show, ready to break down the Sunday NHL card. Before we do that, let's take a brief glance back toward uh, the Saturday action. It was a great card for viewing purposes, at, at the very least, because we had games basically from the noon Eastern time all the way till, you know, Midnight, 1 a.m. when the uh, Minnesota-Calgary game, the Islanders-Kings game, and all those late games ended. So it was a great day of hockey. It started with Edmonton and Florida. And boy, as I said on Twitter, Vito, yesterday, heart palpitations were taken over for me when Florida made it 4-3 to three in that game, hanging on with Edmonton plus 190. Uh, in that game uh, against the Panthers, but they hung on and they got the victory 4-3 in just an unbelievable performance in net by Miko Koskinen, who is now, by the way, 6-0-1 in his last seven starts in net for the Oilers. Yet we will not be seeing Mr. Koskinen today, which we will get to in just a bit. Uh, but yesterday he was brilliant. And I posed the question on Twitter, and said this, um, why can't we get this guy playing this way more consistently? I mean, he has these games where he has these brain farts. He has these lapses where he gives the puck away behind the net. He can't handle the puck half the time. He's given up five-hole goals. He's given up softies, Dairy Queen uh, softies uh, all over the place. And then he has a game like yesterday, and you're like, where is this Miko Koskinen? on a more regular basis, but he was terrific leading. And really the main reason Edmonton won, they did get heavily outshot by the Panthers uh, and they hang on for that four, three win uh, the Penguins in a, I don't want to hear anybody say what a boring hockey game the Penguins and the Rangers was. That was a great one, nothing game. It was great goaltending. There were a lot of chances. Uh, Shesterkin was terrific as usual. Unfortunately, the only goal that goes in was Evgeny Malkin on the power play. And how about Tristan Jari? That's what he's capable of. Tristan Jari kind of struggling a little bit the last few times we've seen him. Not yesterday. Very good in net. Shutting out the Rangers in a one nothing win there. Uh, we saw Montreal cashed a ticket with them. They continue to roll. What's that? Five wins in a row now for Marty Saint-Louis and the Canadians. They beat the Ottawa Senators last night 2-1. Uh, to one. My best bet goes down, unfortunately, with Nashville. Uh, frustrating because Montreal was going to be the other consideration I had for best bet yesterday. Uh, and I went with Nashville instead and they fall short three, two to Tampa Bay had a great start. The second period killed them. I mean, they gave up two goals early in the second period and never really regained the momentum from that point. Tampa Bay kind of took over. I love the setting, great setting, great scene. TNT put on a great broadcast of the uh, outdoor game. Uh, it was great to see the uh, 
the players walking out to the ice in those outdoor games. I love that. Uh, the jerseys, uh, the Smashville jerseys, I thought were pretty cool. Uh, the way you know they both came came to the uh, stadium, if you will, in those uh, cowboy gear, if you will. Uh, so it was pretty interesting. Uh, good, good game, though, out there in the uh, outdoors in Nashville with the uh, Lightning getting the win there. And then the late games, we saw Calgary bounce back. Uh, I hope uh, the mid, I hope Terry Edelman's not uh, in the hospital for a panic attack or something like that right now uh, for what's going on with the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, just uh, absolutely a dreadful performance, another loss for them. Like I said, they're going through their midlife crisis or midseason crisis, I guess you could say right now. Uh, the Minnesota Wild, they're struggling at the moment. Uh, and they lose to Calgary, who bounced back strong after getting thumped by Vancouver uh, a couple nights ago. So good bounce-back game for Calgary. Hopefully Oliver Shillington is all right, the defenseman. That was a nasty uh, collision he had into the boards. Fl fluke play, a freak accident, essentially. It wasn't Ryan Hartman doing anything malicious or dirty. It was just a freak accident. So hopefully Oliver Shillington, a much improved defenseman for the Flames, is okay. Kings continue to roll. They beat the Islanders last night. And a couple other games, but we can't get to them all. It was a busy card. Vito, let's get some thoughts from you on the Saturday games yesterday. I have a very interesting brunch games, as always. Cashed my best bet and only bet with Pittsburgh uh, Penguins in regulation. Well, that was a great game, a game and I ended up on a uh, winning side. Uh, about the late games, I mean, we saw 17 goals in the Red Wings and Leafs game. That's something to mention. I mean, that was a nice one. I mean, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Montreal, nice win for them, 2-1. Uh, and yeah, basically, what else? Uh, Colorado, nice win for them, I mean, 3-2 against Vegas. Actually, Vegas looked very good. Uh, McKinnon's line didn't do much. I think it was McKinnon, Ranton, and Burakowski. Not sure, yeah. Uh, but in the, well, Avalanche always find a way how to win, you know. So we saw that another uh, another time there, three two, and yeah, well, basically that's it for the night. Good job by you, Vito, bringing that up. Colorado Vegas, that was one of the big games of the day. Vegas under they at least had Jonathan Marsh or so uh, on the ice. He did play, but obviously no Pacioretty, Stone. Still a bunch of key absences for them uh, last night, and of course Leonard remains out indefinitely. So they got a Rock with Laurent Brossois and Logan Thompson right now. Uh, those two guys in net. So it's been tough sledding for Vegas. And they had a nice start, but Colorado did what they've done a lot this year. Uh, play their best in the third period. Later in the game, the later in the game, the better they get. That's what it's been with Colorado. Look at the Winnipeg game on Friday. And again, last night, they got stronger as that game went along. And they got the 3-2 uh, to two win. Uh, over Vegas. All right, let's go to Sunday's card. We've got a big one. I love the fact now that we get Sunday cards. We've got eight games like we do today. And get used to this because the rest of the regular season, there is going to be at least six games every single Sunday in the NHL. So we're going to have a lot of games to break down on Sundays moving forward. Starting off today's card, we've got a game that's going to be dropping the puck in about an hour from now. Edmonton Oilers, Carolina Hurricanes. We've got Carolina minus 200, minus 205, minus 210, and even in some spots as home favorites. Six and a half the total uh, in this game. We were wondering, what would Jay Woodcroft do? You know, after just an absolutely scintillating effort in net from Miko Koskinen yesterday against Florida, would he come back to Koskinen on a second of back-to-back -back games on the road? Or would he give Mike Smith another shot in net? Well, he's going to go back to Mike Smith uh, to, uh, this afternoon in net. And look, the pressure is now absolutely on Mike Smith. 
He knows now that Koskinen's won six of his last seven starts, 6-0-1, as I mentioned, in Miko Koskinen's last seven starts. That's the record for Edmonton when he's been uh, in between the pipes. And now Mike Smith, the pressure's on him because, look, he's been struggling lately. Tampa Bay game is probably a game they can win if he plays a little bit better uh, in net. There were a couple of goals that just went right through him, you know, right through him. And, and those are the kind of goals you just cannot give up. And, you know, there was one where he was off the – angle a little bit he was leaning away from the post and it beat him in a spot where if he was you know stuck to the post the puck probably wouldn't have gone in uh, against him there so he's just had a little bit of a struggle he's been fighting it just a little bit now this becomes a situation where he's got to step up and play well or else because if they if he's if he struggles again today and they lose to carolina today this is probably going to be miko koskin and getting the majority of the starts i think moving forward I think that's where we're at now. We've seen Koskinen. Now, Koskinen's got flaws. He could easily go into another tailspin just as easily later in the season. But right now, he's feeling it. And right now, it's a situation where uh, he's he's led the Oilers to six wins in his last seven starts. And Mike Smith's kind of been fighting it. So this becomes significant for Mike Smith this afternoon to play well, to try to give his team a chance to win, because if he does not, uh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for him, to, uh, Jay Woodcroft, the head coach, to go back to Smith if he struggles again today uh, against Carolina. So interesting to see how that goes. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, unfortunate, uh, he goes down due to injury. So he's had some injuries lately the last couple of years. Upper body injury won't play uh, this afternoon uh, against Carolina. So there's going to be some line shuffling, just a little bit uh, of line shuffling here for the. Oilers in this game looks like they're going to have a top line with uh, McLeod, David, McDavid, and Hyman. That's not going to change. Looks like Kane, Drysaitel, and Yamamoto will be the second line. And with Nugent Hopkins out, you would probably think probably a Tyler Benson steps up to the third center spot. You would think with Derek Ryan, who got a hat trick by the way yesterday. Congrats to Derek Ryan uh, getting a hat trick for the Oilers yesterday. Uh, so a little line juggling here. Uh, Vito is going to talk about it more, but. Scheduling-wise, it's not a great spot for Edmonton. Back-to-back on the road. This is the gauntlet, three-game gauntlet through Tampa, Florida, and Carolina. Third game in five days. It's a tricky spot. And Carolina, the rested team, obviously. They played Friday night uh, against Columbus, where they put the boots to the Blue Jackets uh, and cooled down what had been a pretty red-hot run uh, as of right now for uh, the uh, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Carolina cooled them off a little bit. Uh, I would probably look towards see Carolina in regulation in terms of this price. Uh, it's gone up just a little bit uh, it, right now. Carolina in regulations around minus 140. I think I'd prefer the team total, you know, which is a little bit cheaper minus 135 right now uh, with Carolina team total over three and a half uh, in this game. That That is a bet. I like, I will be making that uh, as well as the full game over because I think the Oilers are going to have to score some goals if they're going to win today. They just have to, because I, I don't see Smith shutting down the Hurricanes in his current form at this point in time. So this is one of those classic uh, team total, game total split bets for me, which I've done quite a bit. Uh, the Hurricanes team total over three and a half, the full game over uh, six and a half. Uh, by the way, here's a good stat for those of you that bet. someone. I was talking to someone yesterday. They said, I bet a lot of points props player points props. So with that in mind, I'm going to try to mention more points props that you can maybe look at in some of these games. Um, Zach Hyman has scored 
registered a point in six of his last 10 games. He scored in a, you know, in a lot of recent games. I've been riding Zach Hyman props a lot. That's probably worth a look. Him to register a point, him to score a goal uh, as well. Uh, Connor McDavid, you know what? You can get over one and a half points, plus 150 to plus 160, and he's gone over one and a half points, Connor McDavid, in six of the last 10 games. So if you do the math, that's 60%. The last 10 games, he's gone over one and a half points. You're getting plus 160 almost. That's great. That, that's obviously value. That, that tells you you should be taking that because the math adds up. You know, this is a guy that's gone over one and a half points six of the last 10 games, and he's got and it's a plus 160 price for McDavid uh, to score, uh, to register two or more points in this game today. So that could be something to look at. As far as goal score props, last 10, like I said, Hyman, you could go in that direction. Uh, Svechnikov as well. Uh, there's a couple. Tara Vinen over shots on goal uh, continues to be a good bet uh, recently. He's been a very high-volume uh, shots-on-goal player of late. Hyman's gone over his shots-on-goal prop six of the last ten. Uh, keep that in mind. Evander Kane might be a good one, too. Uh, Evander Kane's gone over two-and-a-half shots seven of the last ten games. Vinny Trocek for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and I believe he's playing today. Yes, he did get injured a few games ago. Trocek's playing. Trocek's shots on goal prop is one and a half, and it's about minus 135. He's gone over one and a half shots. Vincent Trocek for Carolina, eight of the last 10 games. So that's pretty good uh, value there, minus 135. I think so. There's a bunch of options you could go with for player props uh, in this game. Uh, Vito, Edmonton, and Carolina, what do you like? I uh, have yeah, well, <clears throat> jumping in about Smith a little bit. Well, for Smith, I think the problem a little bit is that he's playing uh, way too deep in do deep in the net, you know. And well, he's been playing like that all his life, but I think the hockey is changing, you know, and the game is getting better every every year, you know. Uh, you know? And uh, well, the last goalie which played uh, Smith style in the net, I think, was Henrik Lundqvist. Well, he was very good with that style, but yeah, well, now I think it's gone. We can see how Zegers are scor uh, is scoring, you know. So Smith has to change his game style, I think, to perform great in this league now. But yeah, while talking about this game, I think it, it will be a hard game for Smith because I think the team will be a little bit tired, you know, so they will need to help him a lot. I think it's just a very bad spot here for Edmonton Oilers. I think uh, if you guys remember how Oilers played against Wild when it was a very hard game for them situationally, it was like the fifth game in that week. Uh, they played pretty weak and the Wild won 7-3. So I expect actually to Carolina also here come out today and uh, get the job done in uh, regulation. That that would be my bet for this game. And uh, if we watch, yeah, from the uh, player props, you already mentioned about Hyman. Uh, I don't check, uh, check so much uh, about how many points they get each game. I just check a lot of hockey and I know that Hyman is beginning on the board a lot. And for Carolina... Uh, Teravainen, definitely, I think that guy has been scoring all year long. And Ajo, definitely, well, lately Ajo has been not scoring, but uh, definitely you can check on Ajo as well. And yeah, well, I'm, I locked in Carolina in regulation yesterday. That was minus 120. Now, actually, I can see it like minus 130, so you might shut up, shop around, maybe get a little bit better price for Carolina. Yeah, definitely shop around because it's minus 135, minus 140. Uh, at most places, the uh, hurricanes and regulation here. But again, it's always important, the value of multiple books. See, there's a couple books you can get even minus 130 with Carolina in regulation. So make sure you shop around. Every cent matters. You know, long term, you know, just getting, you know, even just five cents, 10 cents, 20 cents, the better price. 
you know, it's going to add up uh, over time if you uh, line shop. Uh, and it's always important, uh, in my opinion, to do that, especially when you're betting a sport every single day. Yeah. So I uh, also want to add Oilers will play up, uh, later Philadelphia and Blackhawks. Maybe in those spots you can get better price with oil, uh, Oilers to win also. But I think today it's Carolina, yeah. <laughs> All right, Buffalo and Dallas next up. We've got the uh, Dallas Stars minus 300, home favorites, five and a half the total in this one. Uh, I took a shot with the Sabres first period and um, money line uh, a little bit against St. Louis the other night. Uh, they actually gave them a pretty good game. It was pretty even, to be quite honest. I thought the Sabres played well, uh, but St. Louis emerged, and it was not exactly a great performance in net from uh, Dustin Tokarski was in net. Uh, Friday night uh, and uh, didn't didn't really play all that well. There were a couple of those goals. He probably should have stopped. Uh, so the Blues get the win five. And he's really struggled lately, Tokarski. Uh, makes me think you'll probably see Craig Anderson back. Not that Craig Anderson at, at the age of 40, the ripe age of 40, is going to be a huge upgrade from Tokarski. Um, but, you know, you see what he's done here. 12 starts, 2.92 goals against average, 907 uh, save percentage. Yeah, he has lost four of his six games since returning from that injury. So he's two and four in his six starts. Uh, but I think he's been actually a little bit better than Tokarski's been uh, lately. Uh, as far as Dallas goes, uh, you know, this is a Dallas team that, you know, if the, the, they want to make the playoffs, these are games you want to try to lock up the two points and get the job done. Uh, Dallas coming off a shootout loss to the Nashville Predators uh, back on Thursday. So, a, a pretty well-rested team because the Sabres played Friday, so it's an extra day uh, of rest for Dallas here uh, for this game uh, this afternoon. It's a matinee affair here in Big D uh, against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Buffalo's actually got a very good day game record, 5-2 and two, uh, for the Buffalo Sabres in day games uh, this, uh, going into this one here against the uh, Dallas Stars. So keep that in mind. This is another one where, look, They've got a top line, the Buffalo Sabres, that's keeping them, uh, giving them a chance to win games right now. Skinner with Thompson and Tuck. Uh, they've been great. They really have. I mean, you look at the production that Don Granado is getting from that trio on that top line. It's been impressive. You know, Skinner's cooled off a little bit uh, the last few games. He's gone pointless in the last uh, three games. But Tage Thompson, man, this guy's just cooking right now. Uh, he's got uh, five goals in the last four games. You actually parse it back further. He's got uh, seven goals in the last seven games for the uh, Buffalo Sabres. And during that seven-game span, he's also got seven points. Seven goals, seven points the last seven games. You know, seven, seven, seven. The magic number here for uh, Tage Thompson. And uh, I'm coming back to the well with him to score again. I cashed a Tage Thompson goal scorer prop veto Friday night with the with him against St. Louis. He has got some big-time confidence right now. He's shooting the puck a lot, uh, and so is Alex Tuck. I, I've, I've, I've said this a bunch of times, too. Bet these guys over their shots on goals. I mean, they're 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 going over this number a lot. Tuck, eight of the last ten, he's gone over two and a half. You've got to lay a price, minus 150, but to me, that's juice worth laying. And, and Tage Thompson, six of the last ten, he's gone over two and a half shots on goal. Both of those guys feeling it offensively. I think you're going to see – Definitely a chance for Thompson again to find the back of the net here. I like the way he has played lately for this uh, Buffalo Sabres team. That whole line has been very good. Uh, as far as the side and a total goes, I lean to the over five and a half. Five and a half is always a low number with Buffalo. You know, I'm always interested in an over when they're when, when the total is like that. 
but it's going to be a smaller bet because I'll say this about Dallas. Uh, they've been tightening things up a little bit the last few games. They've gone six straight to the under. They gave up one, just two goals to Nashville, actually one goal in regulation and overtime because that was a shootout. They gave up just two goals to Winnipeg. Uh, they gave up uh, three goals to Arizona, but they shut out Chicago. They gave up one to Colorado. And the common thread is Jake Ottinger has been in net for most of these games, and he's been very good lately uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars. So that definitely is something you want to keep in mind here. That's why I'm probably going to just lean over. I don't love it uh, in terms of that total. Uh, and I actually lean maybe to a plus one and a half perhaps with Buffalo here. But again, Jake Ottinger's on a five uh, start streak where he's been very good and given up two goals or less uh, in five straight starts. Five, one, and one. 1.66 goals against 942 save percentage for Ottinger uh, in the last seven starts. So he's been very good for Dallas. So uh, don't love anything in this game, but maybe I'll sprinkle a couple bucks on the over and a couple bucks on Buffalo, maybe plus one and a half, because I don't know if I trust them to win the game, but they've been competitive. Uh, maybe even money on that plus one and a half puck line I'll look at in this game. Vito, what do you think here? Buffalo, Dallas. Oh, yeah. Someone asked who is captain for the Sabres. Uh, I know that because uh, because they don't have a captain as much as I remember. I think they have alternative captains, and one of them is the Latvian guy, Zemgus Girgensons. So, yeah, they have like two or three alternative captains. Uh, yeah, Alpozo and Girgensen apparently have been like exchanging the A, the alternate. They don't have a bona fide C, one with the C on their jersey. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and while talking about this game, well, <clears throat> the Sabres team, yeah, they've been finding a net, especially this Thompson, Skinner, and Tuck line. That's the only line, actually, which been putting up some yep. expecting goal numbers. So they basically play with one line at the moment, I think. And just watching in this spot, I mean, this is Sabres' third game they on the road, I think. They play with one day rest each game. And Dallas are co coming here with a two-day rest. Last game they lost in OT, I think. And, uh, well, I like actually Dallas in this spot. Well, the regulation price is very low to lay here. So with Ottinger in net, I think Dallas needs points, actually. So they already lost to uh, Coyotes that game. I think yep. they already understand that they need to shake it up a little bit. They cannot afford to lose another game here uh, to another bottom team in standings. So I'm actually yeah, leaning here. Dallas, you might look at some team total, puck line. But I haven't bet them yet. I will look the options right now. Yeah, but uh, I'm leaning definitely Dallas here. All right, leaning toward Dallas here uh, in this one for Vito. Yeah, that, I mean, they, they, if you want to make the playoffs, you got to win games like this against teams you should beat. We'll see if they're able to do that here uh, against the uh, Buffalo Sabres. Uh, I'll say this, Buffalo gave Dallas everything they could handle just back in Buffalo earlier this year. Dallas escaped with a 5-4 victory uh, in that game earlier this season in Buffalo. So we'll see if they can clean it up a little bit here, Dallas, because they were pretty sloppy with the puck that night. Uh, no question about that. Uh, their puck management was pretty poor uh, in that game. So we'll see if they can uh, be better uh, in that regard here this afternoon. Remember, this is an early game for uh, Dallas, uh, in Dallas. So make sure you're aware of that. This one starts at uh, 2 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. All right, yeah. next game is – go ahead. Uh, yeah, only thing why I haven't laid the price yet because I think it's a little bit too less, you know, for me, for Dallas because I don't think, like, Dallas is that amazing, amazing team, you know. So I think they are same like Jets, you know. So we will see. I will see. Well, end up the game starts after hour and thirty minutes. So 
it's still sensitive here. I'm, I'm sometimes watching where the money goes also, you know, some guys teach me to I actually didn't know that stuff, you know, we don't have it here in Europe so much. So now I also have this one. So I, it sometimes helps where you see where the money goes and on which tickets, but not always. I think you don't, sh don't need to rely on that too much. Have to rely on yourself. <laughs> No, I agree with that, no question. Uh, and by the way, if you're looking at points props here, just briefly on this game, Tage Thompson is still somehow, somehow, minus 115 to score a point. And he's done that in eight of the last 10 games. Eight of the last 10 games, and you only have to lay minus 115. Like, how do you not take that? How just to score that? a point, I would take that. Just to score a point, 0. 0.5 over that food. Yeah, and that's the only line. They have only one line at the moment which plays. So those guys have to get on board. Well, terrific. I mean, point just, just one point. That's all we need uh, from Tage Thompson. Minus 115, and he's registered a point eight of the last 10 games, and he's uh, gone seven points in the last seven games. So there you go. Uh, I think that's an outstanding bet here in this game. All right, St. Louis and Chicago. The only concern is Ottinger's not giving up many goals, but if someone's going to score for Buffalo, it'll be – or get involved in the goal scoring, it'll be Tage Thompson. St. Louis, Chicago. We've got St. Louis minus 165. Road favorites, six the total. I actually lean Chicago here, believe it or not. I was impressed against New Jersey they, 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 in that game because their offense came to life. Lankinen wasn't very good. Their defense still wasn't very good, but they overcame it and they found a way to win. Uh, St. Louis, not very impressive against Buffalo, to be quite honest. If, if not for such a poor performance from Tokarski, uh, that could have been a different game, honestly. Buffalo was right there, toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Blues the other night, and St. Louis was fortunate to get out of there with the uh, victory uh, on Friday night. And Fleury in net. I'm reluctant, Vito, right now to go against Chicago when Fleury's in net. Fleury is showcasing himself right now because he's probably going to get dealt. He's played better hockey lately, um, and you can see him you know, being a guy that's really, really uh, stoked to show up big and play well here in these days prior to the uh, trade deadline, see if he can get any suitors. That, well, that There are suitors that would be interested in him, but I think he's trying to get that trade value up. Uh, and the way you do that is obviously play well uh, going into the deadline. And I think you're going to see that for sure uh, from Marc-Andre Fleury, who is going to be the uh, goalie, by the way, this afternoon for uh, the uh, Chicago Blackhawks in this game. No confirmation yet for uh, St. Louis, but we do know it's going to be Fleury. I would think it's Huso again for St. Louis, but they did get finally a good game from Bennington when he played the Flyers earlier this week. So maybe they give uh, Bennington a look here. We'll see. But obviously he's been very good lately, uh, Flurry, no question. The last uh, five starts, he's given up three goals or less in four of his last five starts, uh, and we'll see. He did struggle against St. Louis. The last bad start he had actually came against the Blues back on February 12th, a 5-1 loss. So we'll see if he can play a little bit better here. It's a pass for me, though. Uh, I'm probably not going to bet the side. Just to lean to Chicago here. Nothing really uh, in terms of the total uh, in this game. Um, so we'll see how it goes in this one. And a couple props I'll mention here in this St. Louis-Chicago game. Uh, Braden Shen, St. Louis. Minus 130 to score a point. Eight of the last ten he scored a point. That's your value, in my opinion. Braden Shen of the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Tarasenko seven of the last 10, but you got to lay minus 170. That's not great value. Shen is the value for the St. Louis Blues. Score a point. Uh, he's done that in eight of the last 10. It's minus 130. In terms of goal score props, um, Shen again at plus 250, and he scored in six of the last 10 games for the Blues. So I think it's a Braden Shen prop game. 
if I'm going to bet this thing either way. Uh, Vito, what do you think here? St. Louis, Chicago. Uh, yeah, definitely should agree with you, Ian, Ian about the flurry thing. We have seen he's started to play better since that game against Oilers, I think, when uh, he played very great against the Oilers, yeah. So, yeah, honestly, very hard to go against the Chicago now. And I think also the price is there uh, because we have Flurry in the net. But just, uh, you know, this this win for the Chicago, 8-5. You know, uh, now they think uh, they will come into this game and this is going to be a, a little bit different team. This is not going to be this Devils team. This is going to be a Blues team. Uh, and uh, if we just watch from the Blues, their last game was not good. I mean, they got outshotted by the Sabres. I think they should have a better game uh, today. And uh, the series between the Chicago and Blues this season, this is the last division rival game, by the way, between these two clubs. And it's uh, 2-1. The Blues are leading uh, right now the series. So this is yeah, the last game. Uh, I think uh, Chicago, after that win against the Devils, I don't think they're going to win today against the Blues, to be honest. I have taken now when the price has risen up. Uh, I will go against the Flurry uh, in Chicago. I still think Chicago is not a great team this uh, season. They have some offense like Debrinkant, Kane, Kirby Duck, right? Uh, Kubalik, maybe. But uh, from in defense, Seth Jones. But I don't think this Han is too good. But uh, anyways, I don't think they're good. They turn the puck uh, too much over. And uh, just the depth is not there. And I think like Blues, second and third line, We'll have very many opportunities in this game. And you, again, have to rely, I think, here on Mark andre Fleury. And, yeah, the only thing, it's a branch game. That's why maybe it's uh, tough for Blues. But, yeah, I'm going to go with Blues in this spot. I think they ha- should have a better game uh, than they had against Sabres. And I think Chicago, after the week, uh, will not win two in a row. So I will go with Blues in regulation here. All right, Blues in regulation here for Vito in this one uh, between the uh, Blues and the uh, Blackhawks. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't fault you for taking. St. Louis is obviously the much better team. There's no question. But uh, as we're starting to see, go, later and later we get into the year, the underdogs, I'm telling you, I, I don't want to say I'm going to be – you can't blindly bet every underdog, obviously. But you're going to have spots where it's going to make sense to be on a bigger underdog. I don't know if this is the spot, but it's just there's there's things that – I, I was just pointing out the things you would be interested in if you like Chicago. And it's that Flurry is trying to showcase himself right now before this trade deadline. Is it enough? Because he's still got a pretty porous team in front of him, especially defensively. That's the question. Uh, people who like props, you know, uh, definitely Cairo, I think, is hot pretty now. For, uh, you talked about Shen. Did you mention Cairo? I think Braden, Cairo, Shen. Braden Shen's the the one for me for St. Louis right now. Cairo also been uh, scoring. Yeah. Definitely he's back again. So, yeah, something to watch. You know, I think Blues... They somehow change the scoring all the time. We have see, we see Tarasenko, Barbashev, or Tarasenko, Bushnevich getting on the board. Yep. Then there is some different time, and it's like Kairu, Shen, those guys. So yeah, they have some depth. They can rely on many lines. I like that. So I'm gonna go with Bulls. This is absolutely insane. That's minus one fifteen for Braden Shen to score a point. He's had a point in eight of ten, three straight games with a point, four of the last five with a point, and the last time he played Chicago, February twelfth, he had two points. And it's and it's minus one fifteen for one point from this guy today, Braden Shen. That's that's home run value. Win or lose, that's home run value. Win or lose, the numbers, the history, the current form, all of that tells you you should be betting that. 
you know, him to score a point at minus 115 here. Uh, so I'm absolutely going to be doing that uh, in this game here, Blues and Blackhawks. All right, we continue along here on this Sunday card. I believe this is the last afternoon game for Sunday. The uh, remaining four games after this are night games. Uh, Winnipeg and Arizona next up. Winnipeg minus 175 road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, great first period for Winnipeg against Colorado. If they had ended the game after the first 20 minutes, maybe there was some power failure at Ball Arena in Denver or something. They couldn't continue the game. Somebody, you know, the electricity or the hydro went out, couldn't finish the game. It ends in the first period. Winnipeg 3 nothing. That would have been great for the Jets. Unfortunately, you do have to play three periods in this sport. And in the second and the third period, unfortunately for Winnipeg, it was all Colorado. Uh, they came on like a freight train uh, and they ended up tying the game and winning, uh, going away. What did it end? Six to three the other night uh, against uh, Colorado. Just a tough one. And that's what Colorado can do. Look what they did to Vegas last night. Cardiac kids. They're never out of a game. Never, ever out of a hockey game, Colorado. Uh, Winnipeg found that out. And uh, look, they were lethargic early in the game, Colorado. I thought they might be playing Vegas the next night. Uh, Winnipeg jumped on them. But again, Colorado uh, took over in the last two periods. I mean, for the Jets now, that's four losses in a row. This is the final game of this road trip. They don't want to go 0 for 4 on this road trip through Calgary, through Dallas, and through Colorado. You've got to try to get off the schneid and get a win here. Uh, in this game against Arizona. Here's the problem. Arizona's starting to play a little bit better. They've won two of their last three. They beat Dallas earlier this week. They gave the Kings a pretty tough game, although that was mostly Wedgwood keeping Arizona in that game. Uh, and then they upset Vegas. And again, it was a Scott Wedgwood game. He was magnificent Friday night with Arizona's 3-1 to one win uh, over the Vegas uh, Golden Knights. That being said, I mean, the Jets got to get this. And one thing about Arizona is they're terrible off a win, Vito. They are absolutely terrible off a win. They just cannot seem to ever string two wins in a row together, this Arizona Coyotes team. Uh, it's like they win one and it's an automatic loss the next game. Uh, that continues to be a huge, huge problem for them. 18-44 and 44 in their last 62 after a win for the Arizona Coyotes. Think about that, 18-44. and 44. That is terrible. Uh, long-term record after a win. Um, it's been a lot of games for Winnipeg, as, uh, and Rich points that out, seven and twelve. But I'm gonna now. These, I'm gonna keep these small because Winnipeg's battling some uh, a crisis of confidence right now. I think so. They've lost some close games. They had a great start against Colorado, and they fumble it away and they piss it away uh, in the second and the third period. But I think you're gonna get. You might as well just say your playoff chances are almost slim and none if you don't win today because you're going to fall further back. You've got to stop the bleeding here. Arizona's right for the picking simply because even though they're playing a little bit better, they've not been good after a win. They have not been able to, after a win the last game, come right back and win again. That's totally incapable of doing that, uh, Arizona. So I'm going to do a split bet here. Win a, small bets. Because, again, Jets are struggling with their confidence at the moment. But I'm going to go with Winnipeg minus a half, plus 140, first period, puck line. Uh, and I'm going to go with Winnipeg in regulation as well, minus 110 uh, in this game. So a split bet here. Jets, first period, puck line. Because you would think maybe they jump on Arizona quickly. It's time, you know, get that start they had against Colorado uh, on Friday night. And then hopefully sustain it throughout 60 minutes this time around. Uh, and Winnipeg minus 110. Again, 
This is a Jets team that's finding ways to lose right now. But Calgary, Dallas, Colorado, these last three games, big step down in class here for uh, Winnipeg here against Arizona. Again, you might as well really, really put them up, up against the fence, if you will, Winnipeg for their playoff hopes if they don't find a way to win this game today. What do you think, Vito, Winnipeg, Arizona? Yeah, but totally, I think, agree with you, Ian. I'm looking at this price now in regulation. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Jets has lo- lost three games now on this road trip. I know that feeling. I think in the last game, you are really angry and you want to come out. And if it's a weak team, you want to destroy that weak team. So, yeah, I think, well, still, yeah, this Arizona team, I watched a few games. I mean, basically, also, there is, like, even these top guys, this Keller, yeah, he's good, skilled guy, but I, it's easy to play against him, to be honest. You can take take back away from him. That's why, yeah, he's good. He can score. But, yeah, anyways, you can see that that, that team is struggling a little bit. And, yeah, this is the third meeting between, between these two clubs, and it's 1-1 between them. So, also not good for Jets, I mean. And, yeah, well, this Jets team, they have still skilled players. I mean, Connor been playing very well. I like to see him. And, well, yeah, Shifley be scoring and... Uh, definitely. I think, yeah, it's the jet spot here, guys. Uh, I'm thinking now to lock it in, yes, in uh, regulation. I mean, they, as Ian, Ian basically, I think, said pretty much here, uh, that was in my mind, they cannot afford this game, uh, lose lose this game, because that would be just terrible. I mean, they just now played three top teams. They managed to keep it pretty close. I mean, with basically most of them, except the Calgary, uh, Colorado in the end. So I think, yeah, uh, just only concern for me in this spot is uh, Jets fatigue because they have played so many games. But sometimes your mentality and mindset takes over your fatigue, you know, and you can do things which you think you couldn't. So I think, yeah, Jets should uh, win today. Well, uh, Vito liking the Jets probably in regulation as well, which you can get minus 110 uh, in this game against uh, Arizona. Kyle Connor, now they've adjusted the price, but uh, Kyle Connor does a lot of damage on the road. He can score at home too, but I find he's very good on the road. And of course, he's uh, scored a, a goal against uh, Nashville uh, in the uh, last game for, uh, or actually Colorado, he scored in the last game for uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, you look at what he's been able to do. It's been uh, pretty impressive. Now, uh, he has only got, now, one, over one and a half points in this game at plus 180. He's gone over one and a half, uh, he's registered two points, three of the last 10 games, but you're getting plus 180. And this is going to be the best matchup, I think, offensively for the Jets during a lot they've had a tough schedule this is now a step down in class so Kyle Connor over one and a half points plus 180 I think that you can sprinkle on that a little bit because uh, I think there's a potential he gets two points he's been very good uh, obviously for the uh, Jets all season uh, but particularly of late playing with Dubois Svechnikov Mark Shifley to score a goal six of the last 10 and you can still get like plus 160 uh, on him to score a goal uh, for the Jets today. So those are definitely some props that I, I would be interested in here when it comes to this one. All right, Pittsburgh Columbus. We've got the uh, Penguins minus 190 road favorites, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, this could be a live home dog, believe it or not, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, they had a tough game against Carolina, tough spot, right? I mean, it was a, bit, a lot of games they played, uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. You look at the uh, schedule. Uh, it's like this for every team, but they have have played a lot of games. This is going to be uh, their fifth game the uh, for the uh, Blue Jackets uh, in their last uh, eight 
yeah, five games and eight nights here for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, going into this game against uh, Pittsburgh tonight. So you worry about that a little bit. Pittsburgh has had a little bit more rest, but they are off a of back-to-back. Uh, 1-0 shutout, of course, over the Rangers. Great performance in net uh, from Jari, but a great team defensive performance pretty much by the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins in that game. Uh, Casey DeSmith is projected to be the goalie here for the uh, Penguins tonight, and I would expect it to be him uh, considering it's a back-to-back. And, of course, he's obviously the weaker of the two Penguin goalies. He has a 3.08 goals against average, 899 save percentage uh, this season. So uh, he's obviously not been, uh, obviously, what Jari's been for the most part. So you might see DeSmith. We know for Columbus, for the first time in a while, we will see uh, the countryman of our friend Vito here, Elvis Merzlikens, uh, back in net here for the uh, Jackets uh, tonight uh, in this game. Now, he hasn't played in a while, so you're always worried, you know, for a guy that February 17th is the last time we saw him in a game. And the games he started before this absence for the last four games, he gave up seven to Florida. Uh, he gave up four to Washington, three to Buffalo, six to Calgary. Four to Chicago. I mean, it's it had been a struggle here for Elvis Merzlikens. Elvis, uh, Elvis had left the building earlier in a couple of those games as well because he got pulled uh, in a couple of those games. So, uh, got to keep that in mind. Not only has he been off for a period of time, but he wasn't in great form going into this. So, I like over the total for sure. That is definitely going to be a bet for me in this game. Is over six and a half. I know they got back to defensive hockey. Pittsburgh yesterday. I, th- I think the floodgates are going to open a little bit here, especially if DeSmith's going to be a net. I know Columbus's game with Carolina went uh, under the total, but they still gave up goals. The problem is I don't think they had that push. They, they didn't have that drive in their legs, Vito, to score as much against Carolina. That was a tough scheduling spot for Columbus. I think back home you're going to see them re-energized uh, and be able to uh, contribute to the scoring here in this game. So uh, I like over six and a half for sure. And maybe just a small, tiny sprinkle on a first period full game split bet on Columbus here at a home underdog price. First period is plus 140. Full game is plus 160 here uh, with the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm probably going to go in for a little bit with both of those, the first period and the full game money line on the home dog here, the Blue Jackets, who actually do play Pittsburgh tough uh, a lot of times. What do you think, Vito? Penguins, Blue Jackets. Yeah, well, they play Pittsburgh tough because it's a division rival game, so it's gonna be <laughs> gonna be a second Cross eight rivalry too. Ohio and Pennsylvania are neck and right beside each other, so big locational rivalry. Exactly. So yeah, I think uh, the first meeting Pittsburgh won five to two, but uh, yeah, we have seen the Jackets have found their uh, find their scoring, and I mean, if you look at the standings, they still can make the playoffs if they keep their winning record uh, above seven hundred. Uh, points but not per game so yeah they have to win seven out of ten all the time they have to do it like for some time i i guess till the end of the season uh to catch up for the caps because caps of the moment look terrible as we saw uh yesterday i mean against fires so uh yeah i think it's hard to play with also pittsburgh here since they had a big win last night they hold it uh opposition to zero i don't think it's an easy Easy to hold a position to zero two nights in a row, especially playing now with a different goalie. I could see this uh, this game going over, as you mentioned, Ian. I just don't like this six and a half. I can see this game maybe start slow. That's easy possible that the floodgates open in a second period, for example. For example. 
So uh, yeah, also Merzlikins, like all goalies, you cannot just come back and have a night, uh, awesome first game. You're gonna have it's every, everything is like starting from new. You are again in the night. You aren't gonna be so confident like when you play all the games like Vasilevsky, for example, or Shchorkin. So yeah, I think both teams get the goal. I think both teams at least get to three goals here. So uh, if both teams get to three goals, pretty much is over here. Uh, that's the way I see it, uh, Vito. Yeah, I think both teams can get to a three goals here. And before, uh, not only is it, we thought when Merzlikens and Corpus Salo were out and they put this uh, this journeyman goalie from the American Hockey League for the last few years, J.F. Berube in net for Columbus, we thought, wow, they're in tough. This guy is not going to be very good. They got a lot more out of J.F. Berube than I ever thought they would. He He actually gave them, look, it was a shooting gallery on the Columbus net Friday night against Carolina. They were just peppering the net with shots. And if not for Barube, that could have been eight, nothing or nine, nothing. Cause I think Carolina, the shots on goal Vito were 36 to eight at one point in that game for Carolina on Friday night. Barube actually without him, it could have been a lot worse. Barube played very well, but I mean, yeah, but the guy, you know, he, he knows that he, Perhaps this that was his last game, so he needs to show it, you know. So maybe some different clubs watch watch on him, you know. He ain't gonna get this chance and uh, chance maybe another time. Yep. And uh, uh, chance is gone. Uh, for the props, guys. Yeah, uh, Columbus definitely. I think Patrick Laine. I don't need to say that. I think everybody can see that he's scoring. And uh, yeah, Jenner. Jenner he, also. I think uh, maybe if you wanna have a better value than Laine, then Jenner is something to watch. But for Pittsburgh guys lately. Uh, the top guys been on the board, Malkin and Crosby. So I'm going to be some big value on those guys, I think. Yeah, and I'm looking at it here. There's a bunch of props I could go with. Great prop game. Um, Voracek for the Blue Jackets. Jake Voracek to register a point. Minus 140 just to register a point, and he's done that in eight of the last 10 games. So I like that minus 140. Boone Jenner, same price, minus 147 of the last 10. That's pretty good. Bjorkstrand, Oliver Bjorkstrand for Columbus. He scored a point in six of the last 10. It's only even money, plus 100 for him to score a point. The big one for me for Pittsburgh is Brian Rust, over one and a half points. He's done that half of the last 10 games. Five of the last 10, he's scored two points or more. And it's plus 176, plus 180 is what we're seeing here with that. Um, that, to me, is terrific value. Think about it. Plus 180 for him, for Brian Rust to get two points. He's done that in half of the last 10 games. Plus 180, you're getting better than that. You're getting better odds for those percentages that he scored two points or more, Brian Rust, in 50% of the last 10 games, five of the last 10 games for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. So that's a good points prop that I would look at uh, there potentially rust here and rust again uh, playing big minutes gets the opportunities to pile on the offense pile on the points uh, playing on the uh, uh, on the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins top line with Crosby and Gensel uh, so you're going to get that opportunity for Brian rust here uh, and again over one and a half points great price plus 180 as well you would think that Pittsburgh's going to still get their goals here as well uh, today uh, in this game as well. Uh, great stuff there. All right, we move. On. And by the way, Crystal Tang overshots on goal. You got to keep betting that. Uh, that has been a very good prop lately. Latang has gone over two and a half shots uh, in six of the last 10 games. It's minus 140 uh, for that. 
Uh, Jeff Carter's gone over two and a half shots, six of the last 10. That's only minus 120. Malkin over two and a half shots. He's gone over six of the last 10, minus 110. So there's a few options there for the Penguins. But the Blue Jackets, I think, look, they, they give up a lot of point shots. The Columbus Blue Jackets as well. They give up the point easily. Uh, or the, they give up the point in terms of the defenseman being allowed to shoot a lot. So that's why I think Latang is a good luck here uh, for his shots on goal as well. All right, on we go to Vancouver and New York. We've got the uh, New York Rangers minus 135 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Rangers looking to uh, rebound after a tough, hard-fought loss, one nothing shutout loss to Pittsburgh yesterday. We'll see if they can uh, do that. Vancouver starts a uh, pretty lengthy road trip here through the East Coast. Here tonight, they're in New Jersey on a back-to-back tomorrow night. Keep that in mind. Um, Vancouver, back-to-back wins for them for the last five they've won. Uh, they absolutely crushed Calgary, uh, one of the more shocking results we've seen in a while. Uh, not so much that Vancouver won the game, but just that they absolutely steamrolled Calgary like that, 7-1. to one. Uh, Very impressive win, obviously, for them. Uh, the Rangers, five points behind Carolina for first in the Metro Division. And now they're in a situation where with Pittsburgh's win yesterday, I believe Pittsburgh passed them for second uh, in the uh, Metropolitan Division as well. So uh, all of a sudden now, big, important two points at stake here for the uh, New York Rangers as they're trying to keep pace with the uh, Penguins uh, and with the uh, Hurricanes uh, in the division. Uh, we'll see if they can uh, bounce back here. In terms of uh, back-to-back this year for the uh, Rangers, they're 5-4 and four, uh, on a back-to-back this year. So just above 500 when they're playing on the uh, second night of uh, back-to-back games. I think this is just a tricky game. This is not one I have a strong opinion on uh, overall. I I will lean to this game maybe being an over if we get Alex Georgiev uh, in net for the New York Rangers, and that's definitely potential after we saw Shesterkin last night uh, for the uh, New York Rangers again yesterday afternoon. We saw Shesterkin against Pittsburgh. So they might opt to go with with, uh, Alexander Georgiev here tonight uh, in this game against the uh, Vancouver Canucks, uh, I think would De- you'd th- I think you would see Demko for Vancouver, and they'll play probably Halak uh, tomorrow night uh, when they play the New Jersey Devils. That's how I'm guessing Bruce Boudreaux is going to divvy up the goaltending here uh, these last uh, few games. And when you look at uh, Yorgiev, uh, I'm telling you what, these last two starts, ugly. Six goals to Carolina, four goals to Columbus uh, in the last two starts made by Yorgiev, and he hasn't started a game for the uh, New York Rangers since all the way back on February 15th and January 27th, January 27th and January 21st, I should say, uh, were his most recent starts. He has not started in the month of February for New York. So I'm not saying Georgiev is for sure in net, but it's something you want to keep an eye on before you bet this game for sure. And if he is in, I'll probably have a lean toward the over because again, everyone says don't bet Rangers games on uh, over. And normally I agree with that. It's with Shesterkin in net. I say don't bet Rangers games over the total. With Georgiev in net, things change a little bit. And I could see the Rangers coming out big offensively tonight after getting shut out because I know they're a better offensive team than they showed yesterday. So I think there's things that point to the over in this game if Georgiev's in net. What do you think, uh, Vito? Vancouver, New York? Uh, Yeah, I think we say we bet under with Shesterkin. As soon as it's Georgiev, it's always over, I think. But, uh, yeah, he perhaps going to play today. And, uh, well, for Canucks, if you just look at the Canucks, like uh, uh, every season, I don't know, guys, if you have noticed it, but uh, in the end of the season, like they have they have to win these games to get in the playoffs. And they usually have this East road trip and they usually 
drop the games there and the playoffs are gone. So this is a very, very important trip for Vancouver Canucks. I would say they have to pick up the wins and uh, they're going to, the trip will get only tougher. And let me check uh, quickly. Yes, uh, their trip. I think they play Devils, as you said, tomorrow. And uh, let me just check who they're going to play after the Devils. Uh, on Vancouver. Yes, then they're going to play Islanders. Then they're going to play Toronto. So it's going to be a long trip for them. I think they have to start with the win here. And if we just look at the uh, uh, odds here, I mean, I think value is with the Canucks here. I think Rangers is not as good team as it shows on the odds. All they have is the goalie. I mean, even yesterday, I know Jerry had a great game. But yeah, Shistorki made some unbelievable saves every time he's in net. He makes some saves. I don't know how he cannot make the all-star team or whatever was the problem there. That just makes me not understand hockey. But that guy is just unbelievable. I mean, and yeah, he's not in the net today. And the Rangers, they cannot really like, yeah, Zibanejad, Ziban, I like Zibanejad, Kreider. Those two guys are good. And uh, Panarin. But uh, And sometimes, well, this Lafreniere has been now stepping up with his game. But otherwise, their depth, yeah, Reeves is pretty okay. But I don't see, like, they're, they're not so good, I think, like, offensively as well. They have good finishers, good power play. And that's what we talk about all the time. So, yeah, well, I think, actually, yeah, the Canucks are really live here with Demko in the net. They want to start this road trip, I think, on a good note. They've been scoring goals lately. I think there will be no problem to find a back of the net for them. So, from the player prop-wise, for Vancouver, I definitely would look at the Peterson. I mean, he has started to score. We all just were waiting when he will start to score. And he's scoring now. Miller... And uh, guys, and, uh, from the D-man, there is every team has a D-man which you can look basically for points because he will be on that first power play on the blue line. And that D-man also uh, always have a big chance to get points. And I mean, uh, for the Vancouver, that's definitely, definitely Queen Hughes, right? So if that, if you can get some great value with that, Queen Hughes on the points, I would go with that. Yeah, so uh, yeah, my uh, I haven't bet any wager on this game, but uh, definitely, yeah, Vancouver is the way to go, I would say. I think Connor Garland might be something to look at for Vancouver as well. He scored twice against the Rangers earlier this year. Uh, and you look at Connor Garland, he scored against Calgary. Uh, he scored in three of the last four games uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, that's pretty good as of late. I think a lot of it, he's been able to score on the road. That's a good thing as well. You look at it in uh, the last uh, 26 road games, Connor Garland has scored in half of those road games. 13 of the last 26 road games for the Vancouver Canucks, Connor Garland has scored a goal. And you're getting plus, what is it, 270, I think, with him to score a goal here? Yeah, you're getting in that uh, pretty good range with him here. Connor Garland, plus 270 to score a goal. I think that's great value uh, right there. Guy that scores on the road, he scored against the Rangers earlier this year. He scored against Calgary in their last game, uh, that 7-1 to beatdown. Uh, definitely some interesting um, uh, interesting stats there that support Connor Garland. And JT Miller goes without saying. JT Miller's been terrific lately. Not a bad option for Vancouver. And again, this is I get more excited about these props, Vito, if we find out later today that Georgiev's in net. If it's Shesterkin again, then I'm not as excited about JT Miller props and Connor Garland props. But if we get Georgiev in net, makes it more a uh, positive expectation with that. I think then also the line will change significantly on Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as Georgiev is confirmed. 
Yeah, you definitely could see that, no question. All right, let's move on to the New York Islanders and Anaheim Ducks. We've got two games left on the slate. Anaheim minus 120, home favorites, five and a half the total, uh, shaded to the under uh, in this game. Um, you look at the uh, New York Islanders, and uh, I took the, I was, should have uh, made it a bigger bet than I did personally, but I still did take LA uh, last night against the Islanders. I uh, just thought LA is just a much better team right now uh, and much more consistent team. And they proved that uh, with a 5-2 to two victory uh, over uh, the New York Islanders uh, last night. The Islanders just continue to be uh, struggling uh, right now. Uh, and uh, Barry Trotz looks kind of resigned to the fact that, you know, when you look at him in his press conferences, he's kind of resigned himself to the fact that this Islanders team just isn't going anywhere uh, this year. It's just not probably going to come together for them. Uh, they've just, in my opinion, got too much ground uh, to make up. I'm telling you what, Vito. This could be a sneaky over at five and a half plus a hundred. Uh, the Islanders are trending over five straight road games. They've gone over. They haven't been able to stop teams on this road trip. They gave up four goals to San Jose. They gave up five to the Kings last night. Um, they scored five against Seattle. Uh, they've gone over in three straight and the over is actually five, one and one uh, in the last seven games for the New York Islanders. We know Anaheim has been an over machine. Uh, they've gone over the total in every game but one since the All-Star break, five and one to the over. So I, this is an over for me at five and a half plus 100. I mean, this Kings team or, or this Islanders team just isn't playing the level of defense that we're used to seeing from them. They're not playing. Neither goalie has been great or consistent one night to the next, either Varlamov or Sorokin, uh, the two goalies here for the uh, Islanders and Anaheim. You know, John Gibson, I think, is projected to be in net tonight. He's not been good since the All-Star break, John Gibson. He's been giving up some goals himself. So he's been battling a little bit of confidence issues uh, as of late for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. So we'll see how he fares here. He gave up four goals on 20 shots and got pulled uh, in the second period to the LA Kings on Friday night, that 4-1 to one loss. John Gibson's not in a good way right now. You know, four more goals allowed uh, in uh, five straight games. Uh, it's been a tough stretch for him at the moment. So this is an over for me at five and a half plus a hundred. I mean, yeah, you'd usually think Islanders under, under, under. Not right now with this group. Uh, not with their defensive play. Anaheim's been giving it up lately. Uh, I would look over the total here in this game. As far as a side goes, I'd take Anaheim way before I take the Islanders. But I don't know if I, with with what I've seen out of Gibson, it's not like I'm rushing to lay a price with Anaheim right now. But I know I don't want the Islanders. I don't want the Islanders, so if I have to bet this side, it's Anaheim for me in this game. Vito, what do you think, Islanders, Ducks? Yeah, well, this is one of the games I was looking at already yesterday because yeah, Islanders will be on a back-to-back, -back and uh, their record is terrible this year. I don't think they have won a single game in back-to-back, -back, if you can check it, and I think they, yeah, they've been terrible. Only thing they played were Lamo yesterday, so that tonight it's going to be Sorokin. But Sorokin, I mean, maybe he was good in start of the season. The goals he's letting now in, I mean, short side, bucks are going in. Those not those are not the goals you want to see goalie letting in. So very hard to play Islanders. I mean, yeah, they are okay, but they are just look like, like they still try to get, play the game they want to play. I mean, what Trotz, I guess, uh, tells them. But, yeah, something is not clicking. The defense is just not there. They're giving up opportunities. The goalies is weak. And uh, if you look from Anaheim's side, I mean, these guys are still in the playoff hunt, right? Uh, there are 59 points, I think. They're uh, tied with uh, tied with Oilers right now. And there are two points 
away from Kings and three yep. points away. Oh, from they're Miami. right there. Yep. They are right there. And Canucks are three points behind. So it's a big battle there. We talk about this Pacific division a lot now lately in these shows. So I don't think any team can take any games lightly here, you know. And if we just look for the Islanders, they're horrible on a back-to-back. It's going to be Sorokin. He's still bad, I would say. Uh, Ducks definitely can find back of the net. I mean, Kings was a hard opponent for them, you know. They don't give you much space. So guys like Zegras didn't have so much space, you know. Islanders are kind of the same, but they're just, just, just the level is not there and the play a play of that style is just right uh, not there so yeah i think that ducks definitely gonna get on the board here i think actually i'll better go with ducks in the money line i haven't pulled the trigger yet but yeah this is uh what i'm leaning uh, ducks money line all right anaheim money line for veto in this one uh yeah i prefer the ducks too uh i think i like the total just a little bit more but yeah there's no way i'm taking anaheim or sorry not no way i'm taking the islanders i should say uh tonight uh, by the way, I just looked it up, Vito. You mentioned the back-to-back and how poorly the Islanders have done on a back-to-back. To be exact, they're two and seven, second mm-hmm. night of back-to-back games this year. That is their record on the second of back-to-back games. Two and seven uh, for the uh, New York Islanders. So, uh, not very good uh, in this kind of spot. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. It'd be Anaheim if I were to take anything from a side perspective. Uh, in terms of uh, props, we'll just. Uh, take a brief look uh, at this this actually could be a good props game considering these are two teams that coming into the year we thought they'd be big under teams struggle to score be good defensively and they've been kind of the opposite lately so you actually might see some uh, some fireworks here brock nelson's been the catalyst for the islanders lately if you're going to look at someone for them it's, uh, it's brock nelson uh troy terry uh, always you know he scored the other the only goal against la uh, in that 4-1 game. Ricard Raquel's the one I've been trying to target lately. He's been solid uh, in terms of scoring goals of late for them. Uh, as far as uh, points, uh, same thing, Raquel. You know, he's six of the last 10, he's recorded a point, and it's plus 110 for him to score a point, and he's done that in six of the last 10. So Ricard Raquel, for sure, for Anaheim, might be a good points prop uh, in this game. So we are on the right page. I, yeah, I wanted. I forget that I mentioned the props. I have Raquel also noted down. So I think... Guys, that's a great value then. Over over a point, uh, only need to get one point with plus money. Yeah, so that's a great point. Uh, that's a great bet, I would say. Yeah, how Zegers and Henrik were written down. But yeah, Raquel, I think, is the way to go. Yeah, Henrik has shown up a little bit more lately as well. We've seen a little bit more scoring punch, offensive punch, and contributions from him uh, recently as well. Let me see if I can find out the exact uh, oh, recent oh, number. David just now scored. Wow. How about that? Early goal for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. That puck just dropped in that game. Well, that's good. I said Connor McDavid over one and a half points. And uh, he's not only got a point, he's got a goal. And I figure if in a game like this, he's got to be a bell cow for the Edmonton Oilers. He's got to be someone that, hey, it's a tough spot back to back on the road. If we're going to get this done, I got to play big today and and elevate my game, which he obviously is capable of doing. And, And there we go, already on the board. Uh, Connor McDizzle uh, in this game for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. So uh, there we go. Uh, one nothing Edmonton early uh, in that game. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Henrik, that's what I was looking at here. Uh, his uh, numbers lately, Adam Henrik for the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, he definitely has picked it up a little bit at the offensive end recent games. Yeah, he scored a point, uh, Adam Henrik, in multiple games of late. Uh, four straight games with a point, three goals in the last four games. So point prop, yep. Adam Henrique, for sure, something to consider for the uh, Ducks in this game tonight, taking on the Islanders. 
All right, final game, Seattle, San Jose, San Jose minus 125 home favorites, five and a half the total. I don't want to take Seattle and I don't want to take San Jose. So this was an easy pass for me from a side perspective, easy as it gets. Uh, I, I'm not ready to back and endorse either one of these hockey teams uh, right now. Uh, we know San Jose has really struggled uh, since the all-star break. Uh, they just the one win uh, since the break that they've had. They are one in five. Uh, in six games following the break, the only win was a shootout win against the Islanders, uh, who are playing pretty poor hockey. And Seattle hasn't won any games uh, since. Uh, actually, they did. They won the first game uh, since the uh, after no the All Star break. No goal for Oilers. It's overturned offside. Offside. Oh, there you go. Back to no score. There you go. Take it off the board. Um, I haven't put that game on yet, but uh, definitely we'll be watching it when we uh, finish the show. Uh, yeah, Seattle won their own first game after the break. Uh, they jumped on Anaheim, who had a one-week layoff. I remember it. Anaheim had a one-week layoff going into that game, and Seattle jumped on them uh, for the 4-3 victory. Other than that, Seattle's been pretty brutal. 6-2 uh, loss to Toronto, 5-3 loss to Winnipeg, 2-1 loss to Calgary, 5-2 loss to Vancouver, 5-2 loss to the Islanders, and 3-2 in overtime uh, a few nights ago against Boston. So, it's been a struggle. Grubauer playing a little bit better lately is about the only positive I can give Seattle uh, right now. So uh, this is a tricky game. Maybe a draw. If you have to bet it, maybe a draw. I could see it. I could see that the, the draw being a potential here. Seattle played an overtime game against Boston. San Jose, you look at their last five games, three of those five games have gone past regulation. So that that would be the way I would bet it. Maybe a couple bucks on the draw here. Two teams that I don't think can gain separation from each other. Uh, and as a result, you might see this game go to overtime or a shootout. So the draw is plus 325 in this game. I think there's worse bets than that. Uh, it might not be a bad option here for the Kraken and the Sharks that maybe we see overtime here or a shootout. Uh, Vito, what do you think here in this game? Seattle, San Jose. Amazing game, amazing game. I love that draw, love the draw, and I think, yeah, the draw is very possible, guys. Just watch the, the two last meetings between these two clubs. I think it ended very close. Um, first meeting ended 1-3 to Seattle. Second meeting ended 3-2 to Seattle. One thing I can see is that this is division rival, and I mean San Jose has dropped already two games against Kraken. Who are San Jose now? Are they? Well, yeah, they don't have any good players, to be honest. When I checked the lineup, it's like Hartle, Meyer, Couture, and pretty much that's it. There's like, well, maybe I forgot someone, you know, but like, okay, Brett Burns. There, yeah, we all were waiting for the time till San Jose will start to regress. So, yeah, this is a very hard game. I call it like a basement game, you know. So, <laughs> I, I was watching this game. I don't know what to say, guys. I, in my, I honestly, I think, uh, as bad as it is, I think San Jose should win this one because uh, just I mean San Jose they well because they are at home I would say and I mean they had had some okay runs and I still think maybe San Jose is better but I think also Seattle has a pretty even chance so and what are the odds let me check and it's at oh, we have it on the screen I'm so sorry so it's plus one hundred five minus one twenty five I I don't know, guys. I don't want to say lead anyone to bad decisions or something. But if you want to know my lean, I would definitely guess lean with sharks here. And total wise, totally coin flip. I would say on the five and a half. I don't know. I guess I would even go over it. I don't. 
But yeah, I have no idea on this guy's uh, game, guys. Sorry, it's just <laughs> nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Don't you don't have to apologize for anything. You don't have to apologize for shit when you're talking about a shit game like this. That's what it is. They're playing for exercise. That's what I like to say. Two teams like this, Seattle uh, and uh, San Jose. I'll throw one prop out there for San Jose. Um, Logan Couture has started to really pick up a little bit here these last few games for the uh, Sharks. He scored in two of the last three games uh, for the San Jose Sharks. He's collected a point, at least one point in four of the last five games uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. And Logan Couture, let me see what his points prop is here for this game. If it's reasonable, I could get in on that with Logan Couture to score a point here. Uh, in this uh, game tonight, let me just see here. Uh, Seattle, San Jose. Yeah, he has he scored a point in six of the last ten games, and he has a point in uh, four of the last five games. Minus ah, the juice is a little high. Minus one sixty, but I think it gets there. I think he's, he probably does score a point. I just wish it was not minus one sixty. It's a pretty high price there uh, on that, but uh, definitely think Logan Couture can contribute. Uh, to the offense here in this game. Great stuff with Vito. That is your Sunday card. Uh, excited to see how it all plays out. Eight games on a Sunday. It's going to be great that we've got these bigger uh, Sunday slates moving forward. Uh, before we wrap it up with best bets, uh, we want to remind you, of course, about DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of both the NHL uh, and the NBA. And, of course, uh, they do uh, great work with us here at the Hockey Podcast Network uh, and uh, the Ice Guys, a reminder that you can take advantage with the NBA back uh, from the All-Star break. New customers can bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets now to wrap up the show. David, thanks for asking. We do have a Tuesday betcast. We'll always have a Tuesday betcast the rest of the season. So Tuesday, March the 1st. We will have a betcast, 7 p.m. Eastern time. As always, run through the Tuesday night. I'll be on this one for sure. I'll be back on Tuesday night. I missed the one last Thursday. We might have one Thursday as well. We'll talk to Andrew because Andrew's going to do more of the hosting for the Thursday betcast. Uh, and um, we might have one Thursday as well. But it'll be a shorter one on Thursday like they did last week for just the uh, early games. So, But, yeah, every Tuesday we will have a betcast including this Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you join us. You know the drill. If you want to join us on the stream, on the BetCast, send me a DM, and I'll make sure you get the link and you're able to join us on the BetCast Tuesday night. So looking forward to that. All right, best bets. Looking forward to those as well for this Sunday. Vito, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Okay, so let's continue this streak uh, here from yesterday, I guess. Uh yeah, I was thinking, thinking, and I actually I start to like. I know that this team plays up and down usually, and you hard to trust them. 
that I think they should get a win against Coyotes. And that would be Winnipeg Jets in uh, regulation. I think it's it's time for them to win. They dropped the game against who I was I was telling you about. They they lost to someone who they shot. Colorado. Well, they lost to Colorado Friday. They lost to Calgary. They lost yeah. to Dallas. And before that? And before that, uh, let me just uh, – see, so you, uh, you got me trying to remember now too. But uh, I know the last three were Colorado, Dallas, Calgary. They lost to Edmonton. Uh, and then they uh, beat Winnipeg. They beat Seattle. They beat Minnesota. They lost to Chicago back on February 14th. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this three-game losing streak should end here today because, yeah, they played pretty – okay, they played uh, okay against those teams, you know. They just uh, – it was like 1-1 against Calgary until the last minute. And then they managed to get some draws. So, yeah, the team plays up and down. But as Ian said, they cannot afford to lose this game because this game make, means uh, the last chance for them. So they have to win Coyotes today. I'm going with Jets in regulation. All right, there we go. Jets in regulation for Vito with his Sunday best bet. Uh, my best bet uh, is going to be – this is a tough tough call for me here with uh, best bet here. But uh, I'm going to go with um, – Pittsburgh Columbus over six and a half. Going to go with that. Um, and actually, that was my best bet that lost on Friday was Columbus over the total with Carolina. But I think this one will go over the total here, Pittsburgh Columbus. After Pittsburgh plays like that kind of game, one nothing, I could see them too. That was a very, very big win. National TV game. That was on ABC, that game yesterday. I could see them being a little bit loose, lackadaisical defensively today against Columbus. And if they are, Columbus can make them pay. I forgot to mention Patrick Lyon. Eh? Obviously, you got to consider him for a goal score, prop, shots on goal, all that stuff. He continues to be great. He was finally silenced against uh, Carolina, but the whole team was. I think you see him maybe get back uh, and make an impact here. Uh, Penguins and Blue Jackets for me, over six and a half uh, for my Sunday uh, best bet here on the Ice Guys. And that'll wrap up this edition uh, of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone uh, in the chat for joining us. Uh, 195 live viewers currently hit the like button uh, on the way out. Uh, we appreciate that very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Vito, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for a brand new week and another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.